Section thirty two of the Red and the Black, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Red and the Black, Volume two by Stendhal. Translated by Horace B. Samuel. Chapter sixty two The Tiger alas why these things and not other things beaumarchais an english traveller tells of the intimacy in which he lived with a tiger he had trained it and would caress it but he always kept a cocked pistol on his table julien only abandoned himself to the fullness of his happiness in those moments when mathilde could not read the expression in his eyes he scrupulously performed his duty of addressing some harsh word to her from time to time when mathilde's sweetness which he noticed with some surprise together with the completeness of her devotion were on the point of depriving him of all self-control he was courageous enough to leave her suddenly mathilde loved for the first time in her life life had previously always dragged along at a tortoise pace but now it flew as however her pride required to find a vent in some way or other she wished to expose herself to all the dangers in which her love could involve her it was julien who was prudent and it was only when it was a question of danger that she did not follow her own inclination but submissive and almost humble as she was when with him she only showed additional haughtiness to everyone in the house who came near her whether relatives or friends in the evening she would call julien to her in the salon in the presence of sixty people and have a long and private conversation with him the little tombeau installed himself one day close to them she requested him to go and fetch from the library the volume of smollett which deals with the revolution of sixteen eighty eight and when he hesitated added with an expression of insulting haughtiness which was a veritable balm to julien's soul don't hurry have you noticed that little monster's expression he said to her his uncle has been in attendance in this salon for ten or twelve years otherwise i would have had him packed off immediately her behaviour towards messieurs de croissenois de luce etc though outwardly perfectly polite was in reality scarcely less provocative mathilde keenly reproached herself for all the confidential remarks about them which she had formerly made to julien and all the more so since she did not dare to confess that she had exaggerated to him the in fact almost absolutely innocent manifestations of interest of which these gentlemen had been the objects in spite of her best resolutions her womanly pride invariably prevented her from saying to julien it was because i was talking to you that i found a pleasure in describing my weakness in not drawing my hand away when monsieur de croissenois had placed his on a marble table and had just touched it but now as soon as one of these gentlemen had been speaking to her for some moments she found she had a question to put to julien and she made this an excuse for keeping him by her side she discovered that she was enceinte and joyfully informed julien of the fact do you doubt me now is it not a guarantee i am your wife for ever this announcement struck julien with profound astonishment he was on the point of forgetting the governing principle of his conduct 
how am i to be deliberately cold and insulting towards this poor young girl who is ruining herself for my sake and if she looked at all ill he could not even on those days when the terrible voice of wisdom made itself heard find the courage to address to her one of those harsh remarks which his experience had found so indispensable in the preservation of their love i will write to my father said mathilde to him one day he is more than a father to me he is my friend that being so i think it unworthy both of you and of myself to try and deceive him even for a single minute great heavens what are you going to do said julien in alarm my duty she answered with eyes shining with joy she thought she was showing more nobility than her lover but he will pack me off in disgrace it is his right to do so we must respect it i will give you my arm and we will go out by the front door in full daylight julien was thunderstruck and requested her to put it off for a week i cannot she answered it is the voice of honor i have seen my duty i must follow it and follow it at once well i order you to put it off said julien at last your honor is safe for the present i am your husband the position of us will be changed by this momentous step i too am within my rights today is tuesday next tuesday is the duke of Duretz's at home when monsieur de la mole comes home in the evening the porter will give him the fatal letter his only thought is to make you a duchess i am sure of it think of his think of his unhappiness you mean think of his vengeance it may be that i pity my benefactor and i'm grieved at injuring him but i do not fear and shall never fear anyone mathilde yielded this was the first occasion since she had informed julien of her condition that he had spoken to her authoritatively she had never loved him so much the tender part of his soul had found happiness in seizing on mathilde's condition as an excuse for refraining from his cruel remarks to her the question of the confession to monsieur de la mole deeply moved him was he going to be separated from mathilde and however grieved she would be to see him go would she have a thought for him after his departure he was almost equally horrified by the thought of the justified reproaches which the marquis might redress to him in the evening he confessed to mathilde the second reason for his anxiety and then led away by his love confessed the first as well she changed color would it really make you unhappy she said to him to pass six months far away from me infinitely so it is the only thing in the world which terrifies me mathilde was very happy julien had played his part so assiduously that he had succeeded in making her think that she was the one of the two who loved the more the fatal tuesday arrived when the marquis came in at midnight he found a letter addressed to him which was only to be opened himself when no one was there my father all social ties have been broken between us only those of nature remain next to my husband you are and always will be the being i shall always hold most dear my eyes are full of tears i am thinking of the pain that i am causing you but if my shame was to be prevented from becoming public and you were to be given time to reflect and act i could not postpone any longer the confession that i owe you if your affection for me which i know is extremely deep 
is good enough to grant me a small allowance i will go and settle with my husband anywhere you like in switzerland for instance his name is so obscure that no one would recognize in madame sorel the daughter-in-law of a verrier carpenter your daughter that is the name which i have so much difficulty in writing i fear your wrath against julien it seems so justified i shall not be a duchess my father but i knew it when i loved him for i was the one who loved him first it is i who seduced him i have inherited from you too lofty a soul to fix my attention on what either is or appears to be vulgar it is in vain that i thought of monsieur croisenois with a view to pleasing you why did you place real merit under my eyes you told me yourself on my return from hyer that young sorrel is the one person who amuses me the poor boy is as grieved as i am if it is possible at the pain this letter will give you i cannot prevent you being irritated as a father but love me as a friend julien respected me if he sometimes spoke to me it was only by reason of his deep gratitude towards yourself for the natural dignity of his character induces him to keep to his official capacity in any answers he may make to anyone who is so much above him he has a keen and instinctive appreciation of the difference of social rank it was i i confess it with a blush to my best friend and i shall never make such a confession to anyone else who clasped his arm one day in the garden why need you be irritated with him after twenty-four hours of elapsed my own lapse is irreparable if you insist on it the assurance of his profound respect and of his desperate grief at having displeased you can be conveyed to you through me you need not see him at all but i shall go and join him wherever he wishes it is his right and it is my duty he is the father of my child if your kindness will go so far as to grant us six thousand francs to live on i will receive it with gratitude if not julien reckons on establishing himself at besancon where he will set up as a latin and literature master however low may have been the station from which he springs i am certain he will raise himself with him i do not fear obscurity if there is a revolution i am sure that he will play a prime part can you say as much for any of those who have asked for my hand they have fine estates you say i cannot consider that circumstance a reason for admiring them my julien would attain a high position even under the present regime if he had a million and my father's protection mathilde who knew that the marquis was a man who always abandoned himself to his first impulse had written eight pages what am i to do said julien to himself while monsieur de la mole was reading this letter where is first my duty and second my interest my debt to him is immense without him i should have been a menial scoundrel and not even enough of a scoundrel to be hated and persecuted by the others he has made me a man of the world the villainous acts which i now have to do are first less frequent second less mean that is more than as if he had given me a million i am indebted to him for this cross and the reputation of having rendered those alleged diplomatic services which have lifted me out of the ruck if he himself were writing instructions for my conduct what would he prescribe 
Julien was sharply interrupted by Monsieur de la Mole's old valet. The Marquis wants to see you at once, dressed or not dressed, the valet added in a low voice as he walked by Julien's side. He is beside himself. Look out. End of chapter 62